Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Entail, our favourite podcast app, are helping to raise money for the Radio Academy, which has set up an emergency fund to help those in the radio and audio sector who are facing hardship because of the coronavirus. If you would like to donate to this worthy cause, please do so via the link that will appear now on Entail. Or you can find it in the show notes. For every £1 donated, Entail will match it. Thanks very much. And just so you know, this money doesn't come to us at all. Um, but we're very, very grateful for any contribution. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast is Entel Enhanced. We are recording. I don't know why I really fancied doing an intro today. Um, so I'm going to announce that this is Making the Cut with Davina McCall and Michael Douglas. We have been friends for 20 years and we have spent our lives together recommending things to each other and now we want to do it for you. Because some of the stuff we've experienced has been really good. Yes, it has. And um... it, it will help you. Well, yeah, I guess that's the idea, right? That in some yes. way it will bring a little bit of joy into your life yeah either um, make uh, certain tasks or chores more bearable yeah fun interesting and possibly entertaining and um, i've got to tell you some of the things that i've loved about this podcast uh-huh. um the first thing that i've loved about this podcast is that um even though i've known you for 20 years every every podcast we've done i've learned something new about you oh really yeah, and in particular, I really like learning things about your past. Mm. I feel like I know Phil and Matt Huff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I'm learning little idiosyncrasies about your life and the way that you like to eat things, yeah. the way that you like to absorb entertainment and culture. I, I've learned a lot about you that's really going to help me going forward. Ah, um, okay, good. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, well, it's the, been really helpful. I'd say that, well, I was going to say what the, the opposite's the same for me, but the opposite's not the right word, is it? <laughs> I've learned, I get to know Nothing. You less. Less and less. Uh, yeah, it was Stuart Lee did that joke once where <laughs> it was somebody that had written, there was, a, there was a, a person in history, a famous person in history who'd read all of the books ever published in a particular year. Uh, and the idea was that he was much more intelligent than when he started. And Stuart Lee had made this joke that if you read all the books that had been published this year, uh, you'd end up more stupid than you were to begin with. And it was a dig at like everybody's autobiography, like Russell yeah. Brown, My Bookie Walk and uh, yeah. Chris Moyles's Toilet Book or whatever it was. You know, it was mm. like how to make yourself more stupid by reading books. Was uh, It was a very, very funny joke. Uh, and the gag was obviously I've learnt less and less about you as uh, as this podcast has gone on, which isn't true, by the way. Um, 
But it was a joke. It was a joke, that yeah. Was, I got that was a very badly delivered joke. I, I was tangled up in my yeah, own. Yeah, you were tangled there. up there. Yeah, I was. Um, because, yeah, I, I, you know, I, there's definitely many, many things I've learned about you um, uh, making this podcast. Um, the other thing I want to say yeah. is that I really appreciate you shouldering the responsibility of the record button and sending this podcast to Entail. Thank it is you. a terrifying responsibility. I know. Because even right now, I'm thinking, I know. is this recording? Is it flashing? Yeah. It's flashing, like everything's working like it. But I do understand that that weight is all on your shoulders. Yeah. And but having been responsible for all of my life to, to sort of burden you with that responsibility for mm. this podcast is a joy. Oh, okay. I can just enjoy it. Yeah, I can you, just you can. sort of you waffle can. on and you're always slightly nervous that it's well, not recording. I feel like I bring the technical nouns and you bring the audience. Uh, what I'm aware of is this, this the, the audience of this podcast is basically women aged between like 35 and, and 65. Well, and you don't think they're your people? Those women love you. I am delighted that those Yeah, they're your people. Yeah, totally, totally. But uh, I'm also... And aware. Graham. And Graham, yes, Graham Aaron, and all the women. Um, I'm just very <laughs> delighted we have an audience. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm I delighted. love our audience. Uh, they're women, yes. I mean, well, me too, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, I really like them and they get really involved and they recommend things to us. It's so nice. Yeah, it's brilliant. We've had loads of recommendations. <laughs> and one of the things that's been recommended to us, I have watched mm. today. Um, what was that? I watched the Britney Spears documentary that oh, yes. one of our listeners actually made. Um, so it's, he made a, a small documentary about Britney Spears. So it's called Britney, uh, an icon ruined. It's on YouTube. It's been made by this chap called Sam Lazarus. And what I didn't realize is that Sam was a male model that I've worked with uh, many times. But I didn't Stop know that. It. Yes. I didn't, I, I didn't know that until he appeared in the documentary and I thought, oh my God, it's you. Um, and does he know it's you? Yeah, he must do. He must do. That's, how many I times have you worked with him? Well, not many times, but I mean, maybe a couple of times, but then we stayed in touch because I had the materials and he wanted them for his website and things like that. So we messaged each other quite a few times. Anyway, one thing I would say about Sam Lazarus is when you watch this documentary and then he appears because he narrates it and then he, he kind of, is interviewing himself in it. He has the most amazing hair you've ever seen. Really? On a, on a man, ever. Please, it's, can you post a picture of that? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, I'll, I'll, when it comes out or on the end, yeah, yeah, we need uh, to. I need to see his hair. Because I remember they'd cast him for this uh, thing we did for Shockwaves, Shockwaves hair products. You know, I did a big advertising campaign for yeah. one of the models in it. I remember on the day thinking, God, this guy's hair literally does itself. Like I didn't need to do anything to it. It was just amazing. Like I touched it two or three times and that was it. I always think one of the things of my job is not what you do, but what you don't do. Don't do, yeah. Like a drummer. It's not what yes. you hit. It's when you don't hit it that makes all the difference. Yes. Um, and with his hair, it was like, I won't do anything to that. It just looks bloody brilliant. So that's yeah. what Sam has amazing hair. Um, but secondly, but what was the doc like? Well, the documentary is very, very good. 
I don't know a lot about Britney Spears. You know, do you, do you remember when she shaved her head? But do you remember what year it was? No, no, I don't. No, what year it was? I thought it was like 1996 or something like that. 2000s? Yeah, I think it's like 2004 or something. So mm. the timeline of even when Britney Spears was around is all skewed for mm. me. I didn't really know anything about it, and I don't have a huge amount of interest uh, in her. But I did think, oh, what happened to her? Because she was a massive star, and then she shaved her head, and then... She still makes an enormous amount of money. Does she? From what? Yes. Just endorsements? her and Jessica Simpson, I'm going to look it up for you. Uh, When I went to Vegas for Pip's 60th, she had a a long-running show going on in Vegas. I think that's what it was. um, Is it Planet Hollywood or the Hard Rock? Hard Rock Hotel was a non-stop show she had there. But I'd assumed she'd given up. I mean, I hadn't even heard of her until I went there. So the documentary was quite good and it was a nice little trip down memory lane. What's interesting about the 90s for me on the whole, and I consider her as a product of the 90s, I suppose, the late 90s anyway, is that... Oh, go on. She reportedly earns 50 million US dollars a year from it. I don't know what that is. Forbes named Spears the 10th highest paid woman in music in 2018 earning 30 million US dollars. Not her first time on the list. Wow. And that was written on the 24th of Jan, 2020, in a year. Okay. So how much is Britney Spears worth? 215 million in 2019. Uh, That's quite (laughs) remarkable. Right. I don't. I don't. She's not in my algorithm. I don't see her at all. You know. I've got two girls. Okay. And she was everywhere. Wow. Yeah. This documentary is only twenty minutes long. It, I would say it's been made by a super fan, and you can't extract that out of it. You can see that he's rooting for her, and he's slightly angry with the way the world treated her. So yeah. you know, it's slightly biased in that way, uh, and it, mm. it's, not, it's not a, a very in-depth. A review of her life um but it's very interesting he has this line in it that says in this i mean it's something along this i've stolen it and written written in my own words but it says something along the lines of in this new secular society we filled the god-shaped hole with celebrities and we build them up and then knock them down to prove that they're not superhuman uh, and i thought it was a really nice line that is that it's funny that uh, as religion has been squashed in the west that there's been a rise in celebrity and using new ideals, ideals being people, not Christ, but then building people up to be Christ-like figures. Yes. Tearing them down, which is kind of what happened to Christ as well. So it's some kind of religious metaphor going on around that. And I thought that was a really quite well articulated idea. Um, So anyway, it's worth a watch. And if you like Britney Spears or you're interested in fame and, uh, and mental health and, um, you know, pop music and all that stuff. It's well worth a watch. It's 20 minutes. It's easy to watch. And I, I definitely learned two or three things in it. Does he cover the head shaving incident? Of course, yeah. I mean, that's quite a big... It's quite a, It's quite interesting, that, because hair is seen as this kind of trivial thing that's not really important and it seems a bit kind of vain and one thing or another. Yet when she shaved it off, like the whole world went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, it was what it, it's what it signified. Mm, well, there's an interview with Kelly Clarkson where she's somewhere and the press go, hey, what do you think about Britney shaving her head? And she goes, what are you talking about? 
somebody said this to me earlier, but this is a joke, right? She's not shaved her head. And it's like, no, 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 she shaved her head. And she was like, what? Like, she looks appalled, like someone's chopped her mm. arm off or something. It's mm. like a massive deal, you know? And I thought... But did oh, you wow. watch the footage of it? Yeah. I mean, she's looking straight at the cameras. Yeah, yeah. It it's like a... going, here is something for you to really get your teeth mm. into. She pressed the fuck it button. Yeah. It's great. Oh, God, I was... Like, it's... it's there's something immensely liberating... Mm. Mm. about seeing somebody just go, I don't care. Oh, completely. I'm going to do the most shocking thing. And it's a, it's a form of self-harm as well, I think. Yeah. You know, yes, it's kind our... of empowering and self-harm at the same time. Mm. I think it's, Possibly um... it was more meant as self-harm maybe at the time. Yeah, I mean, she clearly to me, I was like with her, her mental health. And then I didn't really know anything about her and the, who's the guy she went out with, what's he called, Justin Timberlake. And they called him Jamie Feeks and then um, Justin Timberlake. And they seem to have a kind of ongoing spat, it would seem, that, that his song Crimea River and the person yes. in the video was kind of made to look like her and one thing or another. So I thought there were some nice, interesting things in there. So please give it a watch and maybe send us a, um, a message of what you thought about it. Some people have watched it already because we did mention it in one of the lives. And we've had a mm. new message from people saying, oh, I watched the documentary, oh. thought it was really good. So, um, so definitely give that uh, a, a watch. Uh, we got onto this subject because we were thanking our listeners for mm. recommending stuff. So thank you, Sammy Lazarus. Lazarus. I've, I've got Sammy a quick Lazarus. one. And yeah. I, unfortunately, I didn't write down who recommended it to us. Yes. It, but somebody recommended Defending Jacob. Yes. Which is on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, Apple TV. And... I watched the pilot episode and um, a sign of how good it was by the end of it, um, I went straight into Ep 2. <gasps> I, I really wanted to know what was going to happen. It's got Chris Evans in it and uh, Michelle oh, wow. Doherty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so big stars. It's got an 8.1 on IMDb. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of parts in the pilot where I was thinking if I was... An exec at Apple, I'd go get rid of that detective. Okay. Terrible yeah. acting. You know when somebody just can't quite deliver the lines and it all yeah. sounds eggy and hammy? Mm-hmm. Because the rest of the actors in it are so good. Yeah. Uh, that when you get one duff actor, you kind of, it takes you completely out of the moment and you completely forget you're in a drama and all yeah. you think about it is hammy acting. But by the end of the episode, at the end of the pilot, it was absolutely gripping. It's about an assistant DA's um family and he's played by chris evans and it's shattered when his son um gets charged with murder we have some bad news on the case the print we lifted from the victim is from your son there's got to be an explanation they go to the same school jacob's in his class yes we know that lynn have you arrested my son before we begin i want to make something clear a kid your age charged with first-degree murder is tried as an adult. I swear, I didn't do it. We believe you. And I'm going to leave that one there. That was just okay. a very quick... So has his son done the murder, or is this a... Has I'm he, not has telling he, you. He, okay. We don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. No, don't but, know. God, do you know what? I mean, with all this uh, George Floyd thing floating around and all everything that's going on in America at the moment, after 
listening to the serial i mean we should mention the serial it is a podcast on there it was the most successful podcast in the world when it came out mm. it was made by this american life and it was about this kid who'd been i think it's just called serial it's just called serial is it not the serial no. no okay um and it's about this young boy who gets uh, done for murder and sentenced to life imprisonment and he's in prison mm. now and has been in prison for 13 years and for whatever reason that the podcast decides to reopen the case and, and look into it mm. At the end of it all, you just can't help feeling that you never, ever want to be arrested in America. No. Ever. No. I mean, God almighty, the system over there seems rigged full stop. Like, it's horrible. Uh, I was very nearly arrested in America once. How? What for? Uh, I had what? A, I, I was oh my God, a... this is this podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. The next quiz. Where I have now learned... Yeah. About you. I uh, went to Boston on a press trip with uh, Procter & Gamble. I was taking a lot of journalists there and I had a party in my room with about six journalists. And the hotel manager rang the police and they came to my room. <gasps> I thought it was quite funny because there was only like six of us. And we had like a tiny speaker. We weren't even making that much noise or anything. So I thought it was a bit of a joke. And I went, really, officer? Like, you, you serious? He went, if you're not all back in your rooms. And he looked at me and he said... I will come for you. And he pointed at me. <gasps> and I was like, he was massive, this guy as well. And he was so intimidating and terrifying. And I was like, why me? And he went, do, like, do not back chat me, boy. Uh, you, you're all to be in bed within the next 20 minutes. And I'm coming back to this room. So we went to somebody else's room and carried on the party there. <laughs> I was absolutely terrified. And then, you know, he I can't believe you carried on the party. I know, See, I'm so compliant. Yeah. I would have gone to bed within 20 minutes. Oh God, there was no, there was no fun in it. It wasn't like, hey, hey, I can see you're having a good time, but it's time no. to settle down. It, they were like hands on the guns. But have you seen, have you seen what, what they're like when they pull over a car? Oh yeah, I know. It's you know, you've got to keep your hands on the steering wheel. Don't mm. touch anything. Don't get out of your car. I mean, in England, it's like you get out, you can't go, oh, God, I'm really sorry. Yeah, My yeah. Officer. Can't do that. But that's what happens when you bring guns into the equation. Yeah. It's terrifying. Serial uh, is brilliant, by the way. If you're, I mean, if, if you, anybody, I feel like everybody must have listened to it, but actually that's like just that. naive. I don't mm. think they have. Um, I still think lots of people are discovering podcasts and Serial is an absolute must listen to it's a page turner of a podcast it really is isn't it and you build the way you build oh. in your brain like the scene of where the crime took place what he did with the body and all that kind of stuff it's brilliant but the, the adnan bo- Ad, adnan syed adnan syed and but, i am obsessed with her voice oh god it's narrated so beautifully isn't she's it she's so good what's um, her name sarah koenig sarah koenig koenig oh. They're all I from love it. This American Life, which is arguably the greatest podcast out there. Weirdly, I'm going to recommend an- another podcast. The Serial was a spontaneous mention, by the way. So, well, but, t- um, tell us. Tell us about well, your other podcast. So my podcast is one that I've been listening to for about six or seven years. Um, and me and my son listened to it when he was quite young as well. So if there's mums and dads out there, Sonny mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, mums and dads out there with kids, I guess 10, 11, 12, something like that. It was totally appropriate for them. Um, it's called Stuff You Should Know. It's a huge podcast in America and lots of people listen to it, but there's, a, I mean, there's millions of people that don't listen to it. 
we liked it so much they toured it and we went to see it at the union the new union chapel in islington they came and did two live oh how great did yeah. they yeah uh, and Sonny oh got God, do you think we might be able to do a live podcast yeah we could do a live one let us know oh, if you would come so to that fun. Um, because yeah we could hire the Leicester Square Theatre or something and do it live yeah, well more like we could hire the pub down the road I th- I'm not sure I think Leicester Square Theatre might be aiming too high but I, I aim high baby aim oh. high aim high yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah we went to see we went to see them they did two live and then Sonny got up and asked them both a question they <gasps> up on stage and all that. I've got photos <gasps> of it and everything if I can find them I'll post them on the entail app you can see um so we loved it but stuff you should know is a podcast with these two chaps called oh god I can't remember their names I think it's Chuck might be Chip Chuck and maybe Larry or something like that mind you that sounds like a comedy double act could you have a quick google I'm looking to hosts I'm of looking. stuff you should know um I, I've put down various ones that I think are great um now, I know you've listened to these two guys and you found one of their voices a little bit kind of great. Yeah, but I've, I've got a it, feeling that I would possibly... Um, he has got a peculiar it, voice, so you're at, you, you weren't wrong to kind enjoy of... Enjoy it more. Yeah. It's um, Chuck and Josh. Chuck and Josh, that's right. Um, they seem like really lovely friends. They have a really good time presenting these things. They do about two a week and they go away and research a subject so I listened to one today on herd immunity, what herd immunity is, how it works, where it came from, who invented it, what are the maths behind it, what are the, what's the idea behind it, when, did it, when was it invented. And basically the idea of herd immunity is that if roughly 68% of the population become immune, then the rest of the people get protected by that immunity. How does that work? Right, so it's fascinating, isn't it? And that's what they tell you, because this is stuff mm. you should know. So basically, they, they had this really good analogy that they'd been told by a professor who'd been on a previous show, which he said, if you had 10 bowling lanes in a row, uh, so and uh, there's families, like six or seven people on each of the 10 bowling lanes. Um, so potentially, if the virus goes onto the bowling lane one, it gets passed right the way down to bowling lane 10. And just straightforward, right? Yeah. But if all the people in bowling lane two are immune, the disease can't get past, it can't, it's got nowhere to go. I understand. What a great yeah. analogy. Isn't it brilliant, that? So it can't travel any further than, than lane one. Um, ah. so, so you, but you just have to make sure that there's enough people that create those barriers between those groups. So obviously it does spread, but it spreads in such a tiny way mm. that, that, you, that you can manage it. And you get basically, very small clusters. That, that happens Possibly. because so many people get the virus and then become immune mm. to it, or they'd started to do it with vaccines of the last 100 years or so, and, and that's, mm. that was the plan of this. But anyway, so that, that was one on herd immunity. The, the one that me and Sonny heard was one called um, Grave Robbers, um, which is about people who rob graves, um, which, weirdly, th- there's a legal loophole about grave robbing, that the stuff in a grave, in a coffin, doesn't belong to anybody. So really, you can weirdly rob it. You just can't rob the body. But you can take the stuff. So oh. there's there's a lot of funny. I mean, loopholes. I understand why you're whispering because yes. you may just have started <laughs> yes. a huge spate but, of grave robbing in the UK. No, the, the laws may well have changed now, but at the time, uh, so there was a lot and of in it the going states. On. Yeah, but in Britain, I think was was huge. Oh, really? And there was also uh, digging up bodies to do. Um, uh, pretend operations on for trainee doctors and stuff like that oh. 
Um, so there was a lot of weird stuff around that. So there's one about grave robbing, which is bloody fascinating. Uh, the, one of the best ones I've ever listened to is about sugar, stuff you should know about sugar. Oh, you've sent me that. Oh, it, it's just blinding how sugar works and where it is mm. and where it comes from. And the difference between like uh, fructose and glucose and, mm. sucrose and and the way those things work in the body. Um, mm. Because they talked about sugar, like table sugar or granulated sugar is 50% glucose, 50% fructose. Mm. Glucose works on any cell in the body, but um, fructose only works in the liver. And if it's not processed in the liver, it's stored as fat. So different sugars do different things. So that's a 50-50 split. But in corn syrup, it's about a 45-55 split. And that 5% makes a massive difference on your body. And that's why corn syrup is so bad for it, even though the split's not that bad. And the way that your body processes the split is really bad. So anyway, there's loads of brilliant stuff in there. There's one that's just been released about heroin, uh, which I think is fascinating because it's actually how it works in the body. But I, I will listen to another short one today about American Airlines. I don't know if you know this, but American Airlines did a lifetime ticket. You buy one ticket and you can use it for the rest of your life. First class on any American Airlines flight forever. I think they sold about 55 of these tickets and realized that they were being used far more than they ever thought they would be. So they stopped them. But there's six of them, I believe, still in circulation. Um, that people still use and are free to travel on American Airlines for the rest of their How life. How much were they? I think they were about 250 grand. But, um, you know, if it was a grand a flight, it's 250 flights, you could do that quite quickly, right? So, um, so anyway, that oh, was really fascinating. my gosh. <laughs> well, I couldn't recommend this uh, enough to people, but especially if you've got young kids, both my kids were hooked on this and they yeah. learned so much from it. There's a really good one on puberty. Um, mm. If you've got kids that are at that age, it goes into quite a lot of detail in quite a fun mm. way about what it is, how it works, the three stages mm. of puberty, what to expect, all, all the different hormones that are produced into the body. That one's brilliant. I think the, um, I think the great thing about podcasts, a bit like audiobooks, is it gives you an opportunity to listen to something else in the car that's not the radio, something yeah. that you can choose to listen mm-hmm. to that you want to learn about or you're interested in um, that's not music. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're just not in the mood or sometimes you want to learn something. Yeah. Podcasts are so good for that. Brilliant. There's a great one on Alzheimer's and one of my favorite ones oh. was about the Berlin Wall and about how that came about wow. and what it was. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but the Berlin Wall is a ring around East Berlin. It's yes. not a straight wall and I had no idea because Berlin's not in East Germany, it's in West Germany, but East mm. Berlin was part of West Germany. You know, I mean, it's, mm. just, it's just fascinating. So please go and have a listen to that or download mm. one a day or go through their back catalogue. It's called Stuff You Should Know. I'd like to go back to a product that we reviewed um, last week or maybe the week before. Yeah. And you reviewed it and you completely blew me away with your reaction to it because you are a bit of a cynic. It's called Sensate. We were both sent one of these sensate pebbles that hangs around our necks and vibrates on our sort of heart chakra area on Mm -hmm. our um, sternums. And you have an app on your phone and the sensate vibrates to the music on the app. You can choose the music um, that you download and listen to. And it is true that some of the tracks you bond with more Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's funny because the, the vibrations are different on different tracks and there is suddenly a track that you might go, oh, actually, God, this one's a really good one. You can get tracks that are 10 minutes or 30 minutes. And it's a bit like having a sound bath. Um, I'm sure all of you have heard of those kind of funny gong things that you can get in um, in the East um, yeah, where yeah. You, you move the stick around the outside of the bowl and the vibrations cause the most amazing sound, but it's a sound that permeates everything. It, it just really um, vibrates your insides. You can feel it. And that, when I had one in... Um, in the Maldives, I know, don't even talk to me about it. It's the most amazing thing I've ever done. But um, the guy demonstrated what the vibrations did on water. He filled this bowl with water and then he tapped it gently on the outside and it was a ripple. And then he tapped it hard on the outside and there was a wave in the bowl. And then he used the stick and he ran it around the outside, a bit like you would with your finger on a wine glass. And the water bubbled. It actually bubbled yeah. like it was boiling through, through vibrations it was from the sound moving. Yeah. But it wasn't moving. It was bubbling. Okay. You've got, you've got to see it. It's so weird. And he said, look, think about how much water there is in your body <laughs> and what a vibration like that would be doing to mm. your whole body. That's why sound baths are good because he's saying, if you're knotted, if your muscles are knotted, you vibrate them enough, these knots become looser and looser. Mm. It's a form of relaxation. So I did, you know, on paper, I understood how sensate could work. This idea of sending vibrations through your body. And it, yeah. Anyway, I've tried it the other night, put it around my neck. And at one o'clock in the morning, I was woken up by my daughter. I still had the headphones in. I still had the sensate around my neck. I was dribbling. I was like, oh God. I was so out, Sparko. I speak to you every night before I go to bed. Yes. We speak. Did I speak to you that night? No. I was like, no. what is going on here? I had completely lost the plot. Yeah, I wasn't So I was that. a little bit cynical. I was a little bit cynical about it. Um, yeah. It is expensive. That's its only drawback. Um, but if you are somebody that struggles with relaxing or with tension or struggle get to getting to sleep, um, we were sent this product. We didn't buy it. We're not paid by them, but we were sent it to try out. If we are sent something to try out and we don't like it, we just don't do it. Yeah. We don't put it on the podcast. Do it. Yeah. Um, we won't. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This product, but um, at the same time, if we don't like it, it doesn't get on. If your name's not down, yeah. you're, not, you're not getting in. So uh, having, having tried it myself, I loved it. I'm trying to work out if you can actually buy one or not. I can't seem to find one anywhere. You can get it on, like Indiegogo's got, got them there and they're still raising money, but I don't know if they're that easy to get hold of. Um, so are they raising money then to make, to make it? It looks like that way. So uh, on the Indiegogo thing, the concept's been done, the prototype's been done, it's in production, but it doesn't look like it's been shipped yet. The project team have been turning their prototype into a final product. I think we have two prototypes, essentially. Oh my God, so we've been reviewing something that nobody can buy. It looks possibly that way. Yeah, let us know if anyone's managed to get hold of one. Um, because maybe, maybe this, there are a few out there, but essentially you go on Indiegogo and you can buy them. Sensei Early Riser, £179. And then you can buy like, um, a, you know, one for 238 or you can buy a pair for 314 and so on and so forth. I mean, it is a lot of money, isn't it? It is, yeah. But, uh, you know, people spend uh, money really, on it. really, really yeah. works. Yeah, it's been good, hasn't it? I agree. Oh. I agree. I, 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 it's, it's next to my bed. It's here because every night I tend to put it on. And uh, I go to the breathe section. There's a section, I think. Yes, breathe is my favourite. Yeah, it's so good. You get this funny music and then the, the vibrations are all in tune with it. God, yeah. Mm. Okay, so have a little look on that. Um, very good. I've also wanted to talk to you about um, a kitchen product um, that, again, somebody recommended to me ages ago mm-hmm. um, from this podcast. And I said, right, I'm going to go and buy one now. And I'm going to show it to you. Um, this is it. It is a Xylus Easy Pull Easy Pull Food Processor. So it is a probably 15 centimeter diameter circular bowl with a blade inside it, a lid that fits on top top of it with a handle and you pull the handle, the blade spins and it chops. Now what? Oh my God, I I had no idea it was going to do that. Really? It's essentially like starting an old lawnmower, right? It's got a pull cord and pulling it just gets the thing Jesus. Now, this is unbelievably good. I, I bought some celeriac. I put celeriac in my um, yeah. shepherd's pie. Yeah. And celeriac is a tough old root vegetable. I mean, it's really, really hard to the cut. The name uh, gives me the impression that I should never try it. Do you like celery? I mean, it's got to be cooked <sighs> on belief and then mashed up in a risotto or it's something. It's got to be cush- cooked ce- celery. You don't celery? like raw celery? Not in really, blood, no. What, not in your Bloody Mary? Well, I use it to stir, but I wouldn't necessarily eat it. I'd stir the Bloody Mary with it. Not really, no. I mean, oh, it's not I love celery. The, the, the thing is, celeriac is celery yak, right? It's like celery. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what I would do, I would use this Silas yep. food processor to hide the celeriac, which I did uh-huh. for my children 
I cut it up into tiny, tiny, tiny weeny pieces so my kids wouldn't look at it and go, what is that? Yeah. And I'd have to say celeriac and they'd go, not eating it, <laughs> just like you. Yeah. Um, and the amazing thing is that tough root vegetable, you know one of those root vegetables where you think actually even cutting it with a knife is a nightmare, okay. just trying to get through yeah, with it. Yeah. I put some lumps in here. I did film it so I could put it on the app. Oh, wow, great. I put some lumps in here. Six pulls later, done. Jeez. Now, it's not cheap. It's twenty five ninety nine. It's not expensive though, right? I mean, it's not that And hard. I did look up on Russell and Hobbs, mm-hmm. and you can get a mini um, chopper. It's called um, a Russell and Hobbs mini chopper, and it's the same, but it's electric. So okay. you plug it in, you put the lid on, you press the button, it pulverizes it, done. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about this. It's the novelty. Silas one. Novelty. But it's a novelty and there's no wire yeah. and plug and the faff of all of and that. It's effort. It's, it's work. It's a workout. So I'm going to show you the footage of it because you will be amazed. I mean, it's a game changer. Onion, anything, yeah. any well, kind of. I've got the Xylus mandolin, right? I need this to yeah. go with the Xylus collection. Well, I then went on the Xylus mm-hmm. website because you know what I'm like you I know, when, I, when I got the swans. Team when you're on made, brand, you're on brand. When I'm on, I'm yeah. on brand. And I, I really like what they've got, but the one that I love the most, and you told me today that you've actually got one in your kitchen, mm-hmm. is the cheese grater where yeah. you've got the two handles and you put the cheese in the little bit at the end, you click the handle down on top of it, and then you turn the handle. You rotate. <gasps> it's the cheese grating rotating magic machine, right? I had not seen one of those since I was a little girl. Oh. And it's out of stock. I'm not surprised. They're bloody brilliant. They're great oh, for Parmesan so... as well. If you're doing and like do Parmesan, you like it? Can... my God, I love it. I use it all the time. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored by Xylus yet, by no. the way, folks. Yeah, we should be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love a kitchen appliance of any type. But um, yeah, I think you're right. There's something about the fact that you manually do it. it gives you more satisfaction on the cookery side of things rather than... I mean, I, I, I've got to be honest. I've got a Russell and Hobbs as well. Yeah, and okay. And recently I've had this Xylus in the kitchen. I've used that more. Ah, uh, okay, good. Uh, but the Russell and Hobbs is only twenty nine ninety nine, So they're quite uh, okay. similar in price. Um, but I, this product was very good and thank you. Um, that was from another one of our listeners. So they've done us proud. Brilliant. Very yeah. good. I, I want to get one of them. That looks right up my street. That, Cause my mandolin, you'll remember is, is yes. we talked yes. about. And, uh, I love that. And I like the color scheme. I like the white and red. Nice. I know it's yeah, good Thinking about it. Very good. Uh, thanks for that. I love a kitchen appliance, but I, because of lockdown, I'm always slightly trapped in a world of like TV and film and stuff like that. And I'm always hankering for a device to talk about or something like that. Do you know what was really funny? Because mm. for ages I have had my crinkle cut chip yep. cutter up here um, waiting to talk about it on a podcast. And on Twitter the other day, somebody tweeted me and said, the kitchen utensil I can't do without. And it was my crinkle oh, really? cut chip Cutter Got from it. Lakeland. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. I've been, th- yeah. Mm. They're good, aren't they? They're brilliant. A crinkle yeah. cut chip cutter mm-hmm. is a great invention. Anything crinkle cut's good. You remember them yeah. scissors you got at Anything. school? Anything. That, that cut yes. zigzags. Oh, wait. Um, I love a zigzag. Pinking shears. Pinking shears, yeah. They cut like That's a zigzag what they're thing. They're cool, aren't they? There's loads better than a straight line. 
So I've watched a film recently that I want to talk to you about. Um, oh, yeah. Bleeds into one or two other things as well. Um, it's a film that I saw when it first came out in, I think it was about 2000, it might have been mm. 1999. I guess I was about 24 or something like that, maybe 20, 25 years old. Mm. I don't know why it really, really resonated with me in a very big way. I mean, I think mm. I know now what, because I'm much older. Um, but um, I, I went to see a screening where the director came up at the end as well for a Q&A from the audience. So I had this kind of experience interaction with the film that I'd never really had before. Um, but the film is called American Beauty. It's on Netflix and it's Sam Mendes's very first uh, movie that he directed. Yeah, I, rem- I mean, it was massive. That vision of her being covered in petals. Yes, yeah. Well, it's he won- an amazing visual feast, that one. Today I quit my job and then I blackmailed my boss for almost $60,000 past these barriers. Dad's actually kind of cute. I think he and your mother have not slept together in a long time. Shut up. You think you're the only one who's frustrated. I'm not? Well then, come on, baby, I'm ready. Welcome to America's weirdest home videos. He won the Academy Award um, for directing that movie. Um, so considering it was his first, he won. And so Oscar. Sam Mendes was there. Uh, yeah, Sam oh, Mendes did a Q&A in Belsize Park at Screen on the Hill or whatever it's called up there, yeah. Yeah, it was great. So I have to ask you, Michael. Yes. Why did it resonate with you? You said you think you understand now oh. that you're a bit older. Well, first of all, it'd be interesting for those of you that saw the film at the time, if you can remember the film properly or whether you've seen it recently or not. But um, mm. I'd basically urge you to go and see it, I think. It's, it's a really a brilliant film about a kind of normal suburban life um, and when you slightly dig beneath the surface of that about what's actually going on. I guess it's about a middle-aged man who's slightly um, found himself trapped in a world that he can't, he doesn't fully understand anymore and doesn't know why he's ended up there. And I mm-hmm. think uh, when I watched the film, I, I, you know, I was in my what, mid, mid-20s Lester Burnham is played by Kevin Spacey in it. So I guess we have to remove the idea of uh, whatever we think of Kevin Spacey now. I know his kind of Mm. career has disappeared and I'm not 100% sure uh, on all the ins and outs of that. So I guess we can put that issue to one side for a moment. But um, he's 42 years old in the film. He has a kind of 16, 17-year-old daughter. Uh, He's married to uh, a lady um, who's um, who's played by Annette Bening. And they live in a really typical kind of middle-class suburban uh, street. And it's just, I can just remember thinking, oh, like, this, this is what life's like as you get older, I guess, you know. Mm. And um, I remember being terrified of, of life becoming that. Mm. Uh, and I don't think you can avoid it <laughs> in some ways. Mm. And I think that's... It was like a, it was a film of warning. It was like a warning film, I think. Mm. Um, it's written by a man, and you can clearly tell that, I think. It would have been... I was Who wrote like, it? Was a, it a book? Uh, no, it, I think it was originally written possibly as a stage play, but it never, it never became a stage play. It was written by someone mm-hmm. called Alan Ball, who's gone on to write a few other things. Um, Steven Spielberg was the head of or a partner of the studio that made the film and he read the script 
and said, uh, we're going to make this film and we won't change a single word. Of the wow. Story. You know, they liked it that much. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Um, and um, the, the interesting bit about the beginning of the film is there's this uh, big shot of the street that he lives in. It's a helicopter because they didn't have drones back then, weirdly. It's a helicopter going down the street, filming the top of the street, and Kevin Spacey's narrating it from the grave. So you know at this point he's dead because he says, in a year from now, I'll be dead. Um, and he talks a little bit about, you know, philosophically about life and whatnot. And then it hovers over him in bed. And then he says, in a year from now, I'll be dead. But to be honest, I'm dead already. And then his life starts and it just shows the kind of mundanity of, of what's happened to him. He hates his job, hates where he lives, mm. hates the neighbours, um, you know, hates how he feels about himself, hates the way he looks, hates what happens, what's happened to his body. Mm. Um, and then somebody moves in next door, a young lad moves in next door that he meets. Um, and the kid next door is a weed dealer mm. and uh, in, reintroduces him to pop, you know. And he decides, for whatever reason, that this guy's a huge influence and inspiration to his life. And he literally decides to let go of his life entirely, really. He gives up his job. He buys the car of his dreams. He starts smoking weed, working out. And him and his wife obviously come to blows throughout all, all of this, and him and his daughter. And the awakening that happens to him is, one, he meets Ricky Price, the guy next door. But the other one is that he slightly falls in love with one of his daughter's friends something a bit creepy about that obviously but yes um i mean that was what was very brave about it yeah it portrayed a really grotesque fantasy about a school uniform mm. wearing young girl oh it's creepy you know, it's and, it's really creepy and and she reels him in towards the end of the film and there's a there's quite a kind of intimate scene between the two of them at the end of the film that that does make you feel quite uncomfortable i think um but um a lot of people complained at the time because it was quite pretentious because there's these long st scenes of like a paper bag floating around in the um in the wind and um i remember speaking to a friend of mine who was a movie maker and said what a pretentious load of shite that is you know but actually, the writer, Alan Ball, is a Buddhist, and uh, it, it, there was lots of kind of Buddhist metaphors in throughout the film. It was this idea that this bag, it, it, without you doing anything, has got a life of its own due to science and nature and one thing or another. And I love I loved mm. the bag scene. It's just a really And I also think when you, when you get it or when you know what's behind it, that's yeah. so helpful. Yeah. Um, there's two or three just bloody brilliant lines in the film from mm. Kevin Spacey. There's one in particular where his wife introduces him to somebody who he's desperate to impress. She's desperate to impress. And she oh, yeah. says, uh, buddy, buddy, this is my husband, Lester. And Lester goes over and shakes his hand and he goes, hey, Lester, it's really nice to meet you. And Lester says, oh, um, we've met before, but don't worry, I wouldn't remember me either. And <laughs> it's so self-deprecating and brilliant but also a slight dig at the guy for not mm. for having no memory of it yeah and there's another later there's another scene later on in the film where where something happens between these two characters and lester says to him oh we've met before but don't worry something tells me you're going to remember me this time oh. and, it's, and it's just like it's just brilliant it's heart-stoppingly brilliant the film just 
covers so many subjects to do with, I don't know, homophobia, race, like America's relationship with itself, with drugs, uh, with white middle class. Like, it's just layered in so many ways. I can't recommend it enough. I think it's one. And the other thing, absolute I absolute greats. Yeah, sorry. That's that's fascinating. Is that? Um, well, I mean, it's a bit like Britney Spears when we were talking earlier. There is something about watching somebody literally just throw their lives, throw the towel in. Yeah, you know, just yeah. Go, I'm totally going to press the fuck it button. I'm going to do everything I want to do. I'm going to become completely selfish. I'm going to ruin everything. It's there's something really frightening about it oh. because it's something that if we did it, our lives would, you know, mm. certainly, I don't know, be over really as far as careers or whatever. But there's also something so exciting about it because it's something that you can't do. Yeah. It's, it's an inspiring film is what I would say. It's, In what way? Because it's, it's about not letting go of, like, something you wanted to do with your life. Like, he, he, he doesn't let go of his life in a trivial kind of um, uh, irresponsible way. He just mm. wants to live it differently. And he wants his mm. wife to come with him, you know. It's mm. an amazing scene where he, he, he's, he wants to make out with her, you know. So he, he slightly pins her on the couch in a quite kind of sexy and seductive way. But he's drinking beer, which is something she wouldn't ever let him do. And she's feeling kind of teased by him and it's quite intimate and really nice. But she looks at the corner of his eye and his beer bottle is just about to drip some beer on the couch. And she says, Lester, Lester, you're about to spill beer on the couch. <laughs> and he says, it's just a couch. And she goes, well, you know, it's a $4,000 couch covered in Italian sink, silk. And he goes, it's a couch, you know. And it's just like the... You know, there are two people like at, at two different ends of their life, you know, see the world in such different ways. And he's desperate to kind of reconnect with them, but only on certain terms, you know. I would say that although it's written by a man and it's largely about Lester's journey, I think if you're a married woman, you should watch this, especially if you're mm. married to a man who's around his mid-40s, because it may well just give you a little window into, in, into the into the internal workings of a lot of men that I know or knew around that time um, and, and what's going on in their brains. I mean, you might not care, mm. of course, which is fine as well, but um, it, 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 there's so many bits of it that really... And you know what? It's not, it's not just men. I know lots of women who are at a stage in their life at, at that sort of age where they think, is this it? Mm. You know, is this... I mean, it probably comes as no surprise that there's so many divorces between the age of sort of 40 yes. and 50. That well, that is the midlife crisis, right? Where you all start asking yourself those questions. Am yeah. I happy? Is this what I want? Where am I going? What am I doing? You know, yes. who am I? Because I, I think in those early years, it's all about family, raising children, the toddler years. Everybody's yes. in it together. And then the toddlers start growing up. They don't need you anymore. And then... Who am I? Yeah. Well, there's great bits of Super 8 footage of him with his wife and their baby daughter and all them growing up. And this, the soundtrack is beautiful in the film. Mm. It, it's just, it's gripping on mm. so many levels. I love this film and I haven't seen it since I watched it at the cinema. 
I watched it the other night and just, you know, it's still breathtakingly brilliant. Um, what's interesting, some interesting facts that the, the picture on the front cover of the DVD or whatever it was, mm. it, um, uh, Mena Suvari, is that the girl's yeah. name? Isn't it? That is her body, but that's Christina Hendricks's hand that's on her tummy holding the rose. Really? Quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think she's called Mina. Is it I Mina? I mean, it's spelt Mena, but it's yeah, yeah. Mina uh, Suvari. Jake Gyllenhaal was originally going to be cast as Ricky Fitz. Oh, really? Yes. Um, there's lots of great little bits of trivia if you go onto IMDb. It rates 8.3 on IMDb. Wow. Um, you know, I would, uh, I would give it, you know, a, a total 10 out of 10. It, it's absolutely brilliant. And if you go through so just some of the reviews, they're just all 10 out of 10 and Oscar well-deserved. This film is a one of a kind. You know, lots of people just saying a deep, wonderful, penetrating film, extraordinary irony in a psychological drama about American life. It's just brilliant. It's quite interesting, this idea of watching a movie where somebody who has been slightly disgraced is in yes. it. It's a bit like listening to Michael Jackson's music. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, 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 it didn't even enter my brain, that whole bit about Kevin no, Spacey as I was watching this film. I guess he's an actor. I mean, he's acting someone else. But I've gone on to do a bit of research mm. since watching it because I did think, oh, what happened here? Because... It's never really... I don't remember what did happen. <laughs> Nobody seems to know. Uh, and no, no case has been brought against him. But I think the worrying there thing is once, once the accusations had been made, his publicist and his agent dropped him immediately, uh, which did kind of think, oh, wow, like that's serious. Because yeah. you, know, you would support somebody if you thought they were being wronged. So yes. there must have been a lot going on there. It's two hours and two minutes long. Um, I, I think it's utterly superb. I couldn't recommend it enough. And it was a great highlight for me this week. I loved every single second of it. And I listened to the soundtrack on Sonos afterwards. Oh, did you? Spotify, the soundtrack's just brilliant. That's a very good sign, isn't it? Yeah, you'll, you'll, re you'll recognise the music straight away. It's absolutely superb. So definitely Do you know what it. I listened to today? Did Go I send on. it to you? The no. Isley Brothers. Oh, you did send it to me. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. For the love of you. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah, I wanna be living for the love of you. What a song. Yeah, it's great, right? Oh. Um, I've got another product to tell uh -huh. you about, and I know you love my products. Mm-hmm. I love um, the products. So again. This was from, this is actually a friend recommendation, but she said, oh, I think you should um, recommend this Hoover. And she said the name and I was like, this is the third time somebody's mentioned shark Hoovers to me in a week. <gasps> yes, I've heard of shark. Have you heard about them? Yes, I have. What have you heard? Well, I, I, I've just seen them advertised. and, and I have never heard of them before. They were, they were one of the first to go cordless, I think. Oh, were they? I think so, yeah. I think that's where I... You know what's interesting them. about their site? Mm -hmm. You know how normally nowadays um, every website has got an About Us section? Yes. You know, we are Tom and Steve Shark. Yep. Um, we're brothers and we've been making hoovers since nothing. There's nothing on there. It's only about the hoovers. Just we don't get any kind okay. of personal story. Um, Copyright Shark 2020, 
but I do love this company. Shark uh, is a registered trademark of Shark Ninja Operating LLC. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But the thing that had me when I went onto their website was they make the promise of Shark Anti-Hair Wrap Upright Vacuum Cleaner. Ooh, anti-hair, anti-hair Wrap. Nice. Now, you've got... Yeah. Um, there's three boys in a house. Yeah. You do not yeah. suffer with the hair wrap. Oh, okay. Well, I have got yeah. three long-haired women, yes. and my two daughters have got very long hair, and Tilly has actually got five people's hair. I mean, it is all her own hair, but I mean, it could literally make five separate wigs. She's got so much hair. And literally, my Hoover at home... So I use um, Amelie, cat and dog. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I've got one of them. They're very, very good. They've got very good suction and everything. But I have to get scissors and cut the hair off the roller. roller. I mean, I have to cut it and it's so tightly wrapped around the roller. It's infuriating. And I have to do that quite regularly. So when they said anti-hair wrap, I was very enamored. Now... They come in at £249.95, uh, which when you think about Dyson's, um, they are a lot more expensive, um, but probably around the same price as Amelie. Let me, could you do me a price compare yeah. on Amelie? Um, and they do, what I like about them is that they are very easy to carry around. 250 quid for the Amelie. So it's exactly the same price. Okay. And then they've got an extra large um, anti-hair wrap upright. Okay. And that's 274. And then they're called, this is 299. Okay, wow. If you type shark into Google, it's the first thing that comes up, which is quite amazing, isn't it? You'd think it would be shark. Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> it would be actually the, the actual fish, but no, it's a hoover. Sorry, a vacuum cleaner. Wow. I mean... So this... this um, I, I, I just, there aren't many products and I always think like if loads of people start recommending it to you, there is nothing like a personal recommendation. And that's why I love this show because um, even though I don't have a shark um, hoover, I'm recommending it to you because three people in one week have told really? me about this hoover. Yes, I think that's weird. And I've never heard of them before. No. Um, so I would say uh, we would love to hear a, a record, like hear from you. Listen, yes. if you are thinking that um, shark hoovers are good, please really let us know if we've made the right recommendation. But um, when I get another um, hoover, I will be getting a shark. I know we shouldn't call them hoovers. What, what should we call them? Vacuums, I think. Can Hoppers. I tell you something? I am shattered. Recording this podcast at 10.30 at night yes. is a very bad idea. I think you should take a picture of me. Okay. Yes. I'm in my pyjamas. Jimmy jams, yeah. Um, I'm just having a look because I found a page that says Shark versus Dyson. <gasps> uh, tell me everything. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot to tell you, but it does that thing. This is uh, witch.co.uk, of course. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's very frustrating because they say, you can see there's a clear winner, but it doesn't tell you who the clear winner is. You know, and you go, hang on a second. And then you have to pay. Well, probably, yeah. It says, so which brand is better? Question mark. Both brands offer some user-friendly features, but when it comes to cleaning power, our tests show there's one clear winner. What? But then don't tell you who it is. <laughs> it's like, what? 
Um, How Shark Ate Dyson's Lunch in America. Forbes. Yeah. It's lost its leadership of the US vacuum cleaners market, which is the largest in the world in the last year. Wow. um, To Shark. (gasps) And that was, uh, oh, that was in 2014. So it may have changed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, it'd be interesting to see what people think. If you've got a shark, tell us what you think. We hope everybody's all right. We're going to start to do a live podcast on Tuesday at 2 yes. instead of the Monday and Wednesday because as lockdown is lifting, both of us are finding it more and more difficult to do um, the regular Tuesday, uh, Monday and Wednesday. So from next week onwards, 2.30 Tuesday. 2.30 Tuesday. We'll be live for half an hour and then yeah. we usually record the Friday's episode just after that as well. So mm-hmm. it'd be quite nice because one would probably bleed into the other. So there's things mm-hmm. we want to talk about in the lives that then we'll, we'll, we'll sequel on, uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you enjoyed yourselves today listening to us, uh, folks. Don't worry, I'll be back to my perky self. You don't uh, have to be. At all. Yeah, but I will be. I know we I love you perky and not yeah. perky. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I will, I will. Both my kids are downstairs watching Train Spotting One and Train Spotting Two, like non-stop. They're doing a, a, ma- a Train Spotting uh-huh. Marathon, um, so I'm going to go and join them for that, which will be quite interesting. But watch the trailer and then call me. Yes, I will. Um, Crying. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, take care. Take everybody. care. Uh, stay in touch with us on the uh, totally. on the platforms on the YouTube, yes, MySpace, on the YouTube's, and all of that. Yeah. And we'll speak to you very soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.